right, everybody. Peace. Welcome to the Sorry to Bother You show. Wherever or have you are listening, we are so grateful to have you here with us once again. As you guys know, I'm your host, Kashawn Cottle, and I'm joined here today, as usual, every single show by my co-host, Mr. Dre Pennington. Yo, yo, how are you feeling? We good? I feel great today. Kashawn, how are you feeling, man? I am blessed, brother. I am blessed to wake up this morning. I'm blessed to be surrounded by an amazing support system. I'm blessed to get to do what I love for a living. And I'm blessed to be on the show with you, man. So I'm feeling grateful. That's the word of the day. Grateful. See, those are those are the type of words we love to hear. Because it's like, dang, like, you know, life's, life's been good. You're not content with it, but you know it's been good. Yeah. Sometimes we got to step back and just be appreciative of everything we have in our life and everything that we have going for us because so often we look at what we don't have or we focus on where we need to be going but sometimes like you said we have to be content and just look at what we have in the moment and be appreciative of that people don't know how to do that and that's not 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 the worst thing in the world but you know we enjoy you know we enjoy what we have exactly enjoying what we have bro but you know i was i was thinking about something and because you work hard, right? You work hard yeah. everything that you do. And your your day-to-day routine is a constant progression of growth, and but also working hard and getting out of your comfort zone, right? Yeah. And on anyone that had this goal-driven is gonna be like that. And I was I was talking with you know a person that's pretty important to me that I'm close with. And I send this person motivational quotes every morning to help, you know, help get into the day. And we were talking one day and I, I was telling them that we have to fall in love with the process of, you know, of challenging ourselves and getting outside of our comfort zone. Because we'll, when we're going through a struggle or we're going through a challenging time, we think it's the end of the world and we focus on solely in that moment. But what we don't realize is because we're not thinking about it is because we're, we're growing from that, from those challenges and from getting out of that comfort zone. And those things are necessary to grow, to expand. And that's the only way we're ever really gonna grow is by challenging ourselves and getting out of that comfort zone. And so sometimes we have to remind ourselves, we have to fall in love with that. We have to love that process because that's the only way we're gonna grow. Like you said, um... Some people don't know how to, you know, they get hit with roadblocks. They don't know how to, you know, run through that or go around it. And not not a bad thing. And sometimes it takes a little help. But challenging yourself is definitely one of those things where it can prepare you for whatever's next. Right. So I want to ask you a question, Dre. Yeah. What is one way that you have gotten out of your comfort zone in the past week? Past week. Oh man, because uh, I I do a lot to get out of my comfort zone. So, uh, as you know me, I'm not like I'm more of a like you know like I said face to face type of person. Like I, I like meeting people. That's just how I am. Yeah. And online, I did I did more of a business move online. And this is something that me and you did have done before. But I did a business move online and. That's not really my thing. Like, I'm like, yo, I'm not, I'm like, yo, I'm nervous trying to, t- I'm like nervous sending it to someone. And they're just like, they responded to me well too. And they gave me great feedback. And I was like, it's different. I get used to that again. Yeah. And then, um, what's another one? Ooh, out of my comfort zone. Or challenge yourself. Yeah. Oh, um, so some of the, one of the kids I work with, I, I made it a thing to, to talk to him more because usually, you know, I talk to him enough, but I, I was like, you know what, let me, let me dive more into it and like really, really help him. You know, that's, a, that's the at work status. And then uh, I also made it a thing to, for a daily, I'm going to try and get to a point where I'm, I'm going to try and get to a two mile I'm gonna try to run two miles. And you know me, I hate I hate long distance running, bro. It's the worst. How are you one of the most in shape teammates I've ever had? 
but yet you hate cardio. Bro, I, I, I like short sprints. I hate long distance. It's so annoying. It's, it's more so because I can't, I don't know how to like focus just on the process of running mm-hmm. and focus on like the, uh, like thing focus on just keeping your stride and staying, staying like one speed. I'm trying to get better at it. And that's just out. It's so out of my norm. But, I, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting there. Ten, yeah. hey, getting better 10% of it each day. That's all I need. Hey, it's a little better every day, man. One step yeah. at a time. Facts. <laughs> One step at a time. Uh, Dre, I do want to talk about something that I've been, that's been on my mind the past couple of days. Mm. And it's, it's this concept of leadership. But I want to I want to pose a question first. Is that cool? Kind of like just ask yeah. No, of course. Ask the question. Okay. So I'm gonna give you a, hypo, a hypothetical situation. So say you're the CEO of a private research company mm-hmm. that specializes in nanotechnology, right? Yeah. And you are looking for someone to run the the promotional aspect of your private research company so hand like marketing and social media things like that specifically for nanotechnology so so when you're in the hiring process for someone for this leadership position are you hiring someone that is that has the leadership qualities are the personality traits to be a good leader, but has no experience in nanotechnology or social media or marketing in any way? Are you hiring that person? Or are you hiring the person that does not have the leadership qualities or traits to be a good leader, but they have experience in nan- nanotechnology research and like social media and yeah. marketing, things like that? Which one are you? You as a CEO, which one would you would you rather? Which one I'd rather pick? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> for me, because you see it. A... All of those other, all the, all those like, the the digital marketing and the. Hold on, hold on. You went um. You went oh, did I go blank? You went silent. Okay, yeah, go back and say that. All right. So I said, um, okay, we good? You're good. You hear me? Yeah. Okay. So I said, go with go with the the good leader, because all those other things you can you can teach that person. Like you can teach someone how to use social media. You can teach someone how to use like the digital how to market or digital marketing, and a lot of that stuff is like. A lot of stuff people will learn on the fly and they'll get better at it. But it's hard, it's hard to find good leaders. Especially with a with a with you, like you said, nanotechnology is something, something that's like a department. It's hard to find someone who who can grab a whole department and make them want to follow them. Those are hard leaders to find. Right. Right. And I, I agree with you, Dre. And we talked about this a little bit off the show, but uh, I heard a quote that said that if you're, so if you're hiring somebody in a leader for a leadership position, you hire them based on their personality traits and their qualities that make, that will make them a good leader, not on their experience. Cause in, if you're in a leadership position, you're not, you don't have to have the experience for whatever field that you're working in. You just know how to, you know, you just have to know how to communicate and manage, manage or lead people. But if you're if you're hiring someone in a labor position, someone that's going to be working under the manager or someone in a leadership position, then you hire that person for their experience because, quite frankly, you could care less about their leadership qualities or their personality traits. You're hiring them for the work that they do. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. No. That's hundred percent makes sense. Yeah. And but go ahead. And that's like uh, how we were talking about the. Um, the different types of leaderships and everything like that. Like if you can tell that someone's not a good, good fit as leader in, in places, in some places, 
Yeah, I think as a as the person who's hiring, you probably probably should think about not hiring them. Yeah, and that's that's a good point. But when it comes to so when it comes to being a good leader, right? And I know you you you're going to talk about the different types of leaders. But the the biggest thing when it comes to leadership is getting the most out of whoever's working under you or whoever your subordinates are, right? And Dre, what do you what is the best way to get something out to get the most out of somebody? What do you think? Uh, uh, man, to me, I, and this is just me personally, the best way to get someone out of somebody is, oh man, I, it's not money because eventually that. Mm-mm. that burns them out i'll tell you i'll just tell you yeah the best way to get something out to get the most out of somebody okay is to make that person feel like you care about them right so think think about it the people that you care about most in your life you're willing to do any and everything for them right so as a leader you have to get the people that's working under you to feel like you care about them now we can get into an ethical concept of like whether you truly do or not. That's your that's your prerogative. I personally feel like you genuinely do need to care, but if you want to fake it, you can. But I feel like you genuinely <laughs> need. I feel like you genuinely need to care about your subordinates and people that work under you. And once they know that you care about them, then you can get the most out of them, and you can maximize the potential, which maximizes your earnings and makes the department successful. And that is. That is the biggest key is getting their subordinates to feel like you care about them or caring about them sincerely when it comes to leadership. Yeah. Um, and can you think of like any, I mean, if people even, they just think about like the jobs that they've had, but I think about the jobs I had, the the people I worked the hardest for was the people who like genuinely showed interest in me and genuinely showed me like, you know, like they cared for me. And that's, that did, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And, and but then Dre, so I want to know what you think, and then I'll give my uh, perception. Yeah. Do you think leader great leaders are born or do, or do you think someone can be taught to be a great leader? Uh I think finding the, the people who are born as great leaders, I think those are rare. Those are super rare. I that's just that's that's my god honest opinion. But I think great leaders can be made. Through trials, you put someone through the fire so many times, they they know what they're doing and they know how to lead. Like they figure out how to lead just on the fly. Like, man, that that really tells the you know the difference between people. How do they get out of their trials? Okay, okay, that's that makes sense. I get yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Because so going through trials will make you more inept at being a good leader. I guess. And, and what's what's the thing? Iron iron sharpens iron. So like. If you're a leader that you're already sharpened enough, you gotta get your get your subordinates. All right, I'm gonna, do, I'm gonna get you guys ready. We're gonna figure this out. Like we're gonna we're gonna go through this trial together. And I've already been through it, so I I know what to do. I know how to get you guys through this. Mm-hmm. Okay. You want that type of leader? Yeah. I don't. I. So it's nuanced to this. People are inherently born, some people are inherently born with certain traits and qualities about themselves that will make them great leaders. So traits like traits that make a good leader are people, someone that's sincere, someone that's communicable, someone that can communicate, someone that is good at listening, someone that is genuine, someone that is goal driven you know someone that is uh that's organized just trace some some traits that people are inherently born with qualities that make them a good leader because some people are born with those traits and they naturally become better leaders but then there are some people that aren't born with those innate traits to be a good leader but they can be taught those traits you know they can be taught things that will make them a great leader but they'll they'll be behind the curve because they weren't born with the innate traits like sincerity and generosity and the ability to listen and communicate well. They're if they weren't born with those traits, so they won't be able to. I 
feel like they won't reach the full potential of being a great leader as opposed to someone that was born with those traits. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but that goes back into the, the, um, it, I, I don't, we won't dive deep into it, but the nature versus nurture, um, how much of it were you taught? Like, were you taught seeing this growing up? Like, did you just see this or, you know, did you just know, learn this on your own type well, of thing? Well, be, well, when, when going into nature versus nurture, I, there are some innate traits and qualities about yourself that are unique to you that you did not get from your environment and that you did not get from your parents. And that's part mm. of your soul. That's what makes you unique. Because everyone is molded by the environment that they live in and the circumstances that they go through growing up. But there are some innate traits and qualities that are unique to you and do not have any sort of relevancy to how you grew up or your parents. They're just solely unique to you. I, I like that though. Yeah. But uh, okay, so go ahead. So so in your eyes, you think that great leaders are just born? I think everyone has to be has the potential to be a good leader. But okay people have some people are born with certain qualities like i said that make them great leaders so great leaders are born but everyone has the potential to be a good leader but yeah. some people are just ahead of the curve out the womb it, it happens yeah but that's just like you in basketball you're you're blessed with a talent to play basketball that other people weren't born with and so you're naturally just ahead of that curve based on your talent level that you're born with I, I agree. I agree with some. I agree with that. Yeah. But right. go ahead. No, no, no. You got it. You got it. I, I, because we talked about um, communication a little bit yeah. as well. I kind of want to get into that as well. Is that Ooh. cool? Can we talk about communication a little as, bit? As in, as in leadership, or as in just like just communication on a date list in in general. We can do leadership. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sure. You, All right. Yeah. Go so, ahead. Um, communication as in lead as leadership. If you are not clear and concise on what you're telling people, you will not be good. You will not be a good leader. <laughs> I, I promise you. I've seen it. I've seen it so many times. If you are not like clear, concise, and like making it a point. To, to the people you're talking to or the people who are who are working for you when they're or like they're confused after you guys like go to a meeting or have like a talk or you you like input new rules you're those people are going to struggle and they're going to look at you way differently as a leader yeah so how so how do you make sure that you're clear and concise and what you're saying to them um i think um one of the things you make sure is have everything document like have everything written down i would say that's one of the things you can do it, it just helps so much like seeing things on a paper and reading it and then like explaining it step by step like little by little even though it sounds it sounds so much of micromanaging <clears throat> and it can be but it's it's only to make sure everything is clear and i'd rather some i'd rather someone be clear with me than someone be like all right you figure it out could you imagine that getting that on the job? Like, you, <laughs> <laughs> yo, could you imagine somebody like somebody like explaining the play and you'd be like, all right, so like, what's what's like our our like main goal for this play? You're like, oh, you'll figure it out. What? What do you mean? What do you mean figure it out? <laughs> that, that and that's what I'm saying. So like, I want you to be clear. You could, I want you to be like, okay, here, like this, but like we're flexible, yes. But our main goal is here at the elbow, here at the at right here, here, like these two places. And then like our second option is this, 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 this. I'm good with that. Cause then I know what I'm looking for and I can like I can bend it a little bit here and there. I'm good with that. Yeah. Like and I I now you can I'd be creative with it. But the figure it out, oh no, nah, good. But, but give me a new boss. <laughs> but you know, Jerry, I will say this. Some people thrive under that freedom of being able to, like you said, kind of be creative and 
find their own path and and being able to figure out you know a certain objective or task so as a as a leader though someone in a leadership position i you have to know who you're talking to and who who you're speaking with as you know as one of your employers you know do, yeah. are you talking to someone that like you said likes to be micromanaged and likes a b c and d and e and this is how we're going to do it or are you talking to someone that likes to likes the space they like the space to figure it out for themselves i think when you know who you're speaking with you're able to get the most out of that person and you have to be able to adjust as a great leader i i feel like yeah so that's what we're like and then that's a part of the communication is and i think that's where you come where you come in when you said uh, you have to care show help your people help people that work for you know that you care right and that's one of the points it's like if you care that you'll you'll care to know um just the simple things the small things like a person's birthday or you know uh, at least their name i would hope that you would know someone's name oh my goodness i would hope you know their name <laughs> if you work with them <laughs> at least like know their name a birthday like you know like a, a hobby one of the things they like they look they might like they really like so it's just those type of things can can show like okay I want to work for them. I think that they know, they know me. Like I, I want to, I want to make sure that everything goes smoothly for them. Right. Exactly. exactly. And it's and it's hard to fake that though, because some people say as long as they think you care about them, then you're you're in the clear. It's very hard to fake that though, and people can feel. You just get a feeling of discernment when you know someone's not being sincere. So I think you do generally have to care about the people that are working for you, in order to get the most out of them. Man, I think it, but there's a thin line with that. Because if you see something like, um, imagine being in HR and they're like, and you're, we're telling you this, like, oh, you have to care. You're going to be like, bro, but I got to make those decisions of hiring and firing. Right. So, but the, like you, you, you just said it, the nuance is a fine line, like being able to yeah. separate the professionalism and the personal boundaries. But you can care about them like on a, <laughs> to an extent as long as it doesn't cross you know boundaries but like you said just being able to still remember that it is a business and you have to do what's best for the business you're running and dre I, I you know i've been reading this book for about a month now mm. and i can't I, it's, it's it's a really in-depth book and I, i'm enjoying it it's called surrounded by idiots by thomas erickson <laughs> Yo, that is the craziest name for a book I've ever heard by oh, far. Oh, bro, I've get I have been getting mad jokes out of that. I've been using it all the time. I'll be I'll be in a group of people and be like, hey y'all, have you heard of this book? And they'd be like, what's it called? I was like, oh, surrounded by idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I know it sounds like a dad joke, but if you know me, then I'm I'm big on the dad jokes. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a corny dude, but it's it's right in my alley, but and so Thomas Erickson wrote this book and it talks about, he talks about communicating with different types of people, not only in a business setting, but also in a personal setting, you mm -hmm. know, and he's not a, he's not a behavioral psychologist, uh, psychiatrist. So he doesn't study personalities. He's, he's just a normal psychologist like you, Dre, you probably know the guy, you guys probably, worked together. <laughs> you guys have probably worked together. <laughs> But so he, but the reason he breaks up people into four personality traits is so it's easier for us to understand the type of people that we're speaking with. So he's not saying this is just how all personalities are. He's just using that as a guideline for how to communicate with people. And so how he broke it up is he broke it up on a political spectrum. So it's four quadrants. It's red, blue, green, and yellow. And I'm I'm being very generic right now because I don't want to get too too indefinite into it because of time constraints. So red, reds are people that are uh, that are how do I explain this? Very forward and straight to the point. Uh, and greens are people that are kind of laissez-faire, nonchalant, aloof, but they they they're good at listening and they're good at uh, communicating. Blues are people that are very, very anal, very 
uh, detailed oriented and they don't talk much. Yellows are very personable, very communicative, uh, very loud, but they don't, they don't think before they speak. It's very generic, very generic, but that's just- No, 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 no it is. <laughs> you said those were what again? What, what color? So red is pure yeah. uh, kind of straight to the point, straightforward. Straight Greens yeah. are laissez-faire, aloof, kind of relaxed, dismissive. They don't really yeah. talk much, but they're good at listening. Blues are detail-oriented, kind of anal, very organized. And yellows are communicative, um, personable, uh, can be loud, but they don't think before they talk. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure you know a lot of yellows, I'm just saying. <laughs> but um, so how he, so he breaks it down on a political spectrum. So it's four quadrants. And so 85% of people are a combination of two colors, 85% combination of two colors. 15% are a combination of three colors. And 5% are, are just one color, straightforward one color. And how he breaks it up is, so if it's, a, it's four quadrants, it's a graph. So imagine an x-axis, right? You would think that somewhere on the dot, so it's, if your dot is a personality trait, it can fall anywhere between the four quadrants along this on that x-axis. You'll fall somewhere, you know, along those lines, and that's your personality trait. But how he's how he did it is it's a complete shade. So if I have a red, blue, yellow, green, four four squares. If I'm three of these uh, of these, you know, personality types. He's coloring in all the blue, coloring in all the green, and coloring in all the red completely. So I'm just all three. And there's just a yellow, there's an empty yellow square. Mm. And I don't I don't agree with that, uh, that concept. And I know he's just doing that for the purpose of making it easier for us to understand the type of people they were dealing with. But I think it's more, it is more of an X and Y axis where your dot is falling maybe slightly into the blue, but it's more, you know, towards the green side. It's, that's, it's more nuanced in that aspect, I believe it is. But even if that's the case, you might be red, blue, and yellow today, but three years from now, you might be strictly green. And it's okay for you to evolve and your personality to change over time because experiences change you and they should change you and you should want to grow. You shouldn't be the same person you were three years ago. That's just not realistic and that's not ideal. You're not growing from experiences. So, and a lot of our personality is based off emotion and emotions are what, Trey, that we always say, emotions are fleeting. They always change. So it's okay for our personality to change over time because that's just how life is. That's, we grow as individuals. Oh, it's a deep book. But, um, I have to get that. <laughs> but uh, but the but the biggest took takeaway that I had from that from the reading, I'm still finishing it. But the biggest takeaway I've had, he's talked about how we communicate or when we listen. Even if you're a really good listener, most of us only listen to what the person is saying from our perspective. So say Jay, say you're talking and you're and you're saying something, right? And I'm listening to you. Very intent. I'm really listening to you. I'm sincerely listening. I'm listening to what you said based from my perspective and my experiences. But what we have to do is we have to, I have to listen to what you're saying from your perspective, from your experience and how you're perceiving it. That's the, then I can truly understand what you're saying and how, and what, what point you're trying to make. And we, and we had, that's a conscious effort we have to make, which means we have to be more intensive when we listen. And I thought that was just so poignant and, it was an amazing like concept that I just never thought about. That's the, what was it? What what they say? That's the um, listening with the intent. Cause most people they, they said, listen with the intent of, uh, what was it called? Listening for the intent of a res to respond instead of listening of the intent of just listening. Mm. And that, that might, I mean, you know, that might go over some people's heads. Cause you know, so, uh, yeah, that that's the perfect that kind of that's I agree with that because most most times when I'm talking to someone I'm like 
well, this is my experience with it. This is all I can say for you. And it's just like, and then there are times when I have to step back. I'm like, wait, they didn't really want that. Let me sit here and like, like go back over that again. Let me listen to it. And I'm going to just look at it from your point of view. Right. And that's hard. That's extremely hard. Right. It's a conscious effort you have to make. Yeah. That's what like, and, and being honest, that's what a, a therapist does. Like that's what most therapists do. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> that's why you have your certain friends you cannot go to about your certain problems. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking of friends, you have, you have certain friends group that you go to for certain things. Yeah. But that's another topic that we can get another into. Topic, another day. Another day. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but just that whole concept was like, because even if you feel like, because you can be a good listener, but you can, you can still only understand or perceive what someone is saying from your perspective. So you almost have to put everything what that you think about and what you know to the side while that person is talking. And, and you have to tell yourself, okay, where is Drake coming from right now? Why is he saying this? How has his past experience shaped his thoughts on that? And if I know that, then I can give a sincere response and actually have a more sustainable and valuable conversation with you. Mm. And I think that's, what, but it's hard. I mean, Anything new is going to be difficult, but it's a conscious effort that we have to do every day with every conversation that we have. I mean, but could you imagine doing that with? Because you're in a in a day, how many think, how many conversations do you think you have? Me, the introvert, or <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll do me. <laughs> um, I think about it from genuine conversations that I think I'll have in a day. This is just me because I'm I'm actually very extrovert i'm extroverted uh, you're, you're very personable yeah so it can be maybe 10 10 good conversations and then my last 15 20 minutes Whew. that's good though that's good my battery will be drained but that's good man that ain't good i'd be drained through the day i'd be like yo i gotta go home <laughs> <laughs> so but i'm saying like those are the and, and you're listening you have to listen with the intent of like okay let me look from this person's point of view you actually have to know that person like you, in a sense, would have to know that person. Yeah. And that's hard. I don't, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if you could do that with every conversation. Maybe not every, not, maybe not the casual conversations, but like you said, with the people that you care about are people that you work with. Yeah. But that's important because you want to know, you know, the people you care about, you want to know where they're coming from in all aspects and all facets. Yeah. And yeah. That's why um, most times, this is like one of the things they told that, that they used to tell me was when I was in class, this is literally in class, there was like, uh, remember that not everyone is like you and not everyone grew up the same as you. Mm-hmm. So listen with the intent of listening. Yeah. I like that. I like that. And, and it's, it's funny you say that, Dre, because people say that we're all, you know, in some way, we're all similar, we're all the same. that might be the case but i'm very unique to me and and you're and you're unique to you and everyone is you everyone has a trait that is very unique to them so embrace that once you embrace that then you can truly be the person you were meant to be i'm kind of getting off on a tangent right now but no you're good you have to embrace what's unique to you and you have to you have to find what that is and love it and own it and cherish it because if you don't you're gonna wait you're gonna spend your whole life wishing you're someone else or being in an identity crisis and you're never going to reach your full potential. So embrace what's unique to you. Love that. I get like people trying to like, cause people say like they're, we're all the same to make us all like more congruent and more cohesive. You're very unique to you, Dre. You are a very unique individual and you should cherish what makes you unique. And just like everyone else should. All right. I'm off my soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. So, with now, I think we. What do you think? What is your take on confidence? That's mm. that's one thing I want to ask about. Okay. We got. Do we have time to talk about this? Of course, we got time. Okay. All right. Um, confidence. Confidence. Can I, is can I tell a story? Actually. Yeah, we we love stories. I'm all with that. Story time. Okay, got you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dre, I remember. This was back in 2019 before, before we went to the UK, before we started our professional basketball careers. 
I was training a young athlete in the gym and we finished the workout and we're sitting on the bench and he says, Mr. Cottle, how do I gain more confidence? What do I need to do to get more confidence in myself? And I'm not going to say his name, but the kid is a great kid. He is a great kid and he's doing amazing things right now. But I said to him, why are you asking me? Why are you asking me about your confidence? What am I going to do to fix your confidence? That has nothing to do with me. What are you going to do for your, because I, I can't fix his confidence. And I, he, you know, any external source cannot validate or fix something that's internal. So confidence is something that's internal within you. And what I explained to this kid is that your confidence is solely and completely dependent on you. It's just like with all of us, I'll say it again. Our confidence is solely and completely dependent on ourselves. You're not going to increase it by reading a self-help book. You're not going to increase it by going on this weekend getaway trip. You're not going to increase it by listening to these motivational videos and listening to these music videos. That's not going to increase your confidence because those are external sources. The only way you are going to increase your confidence is by increasing your work ethic in whatever you're doing, whether it be relationships, whether it be your sport, whether it be your career, whether it be your family, it does not matter what you're lacking confidence in. If you want to increase your confidence in it, you have to increase the work ethic. Work ethic and confidence are completely congruent with each other. They come one and the same. They have a symbiotic relationship with each other. So if you want to increase your confidence, increase your work ethic in it. And because what's going to happen is that you're going to have faith and trust in the work that you're putting into it. And that's going to show through your play or your interactions. And that's where the confidence comes from. So people think that confidence comes from the result, comes from the wins or the great relationships. That's not what the, right, right? That's not where the confidence comes from. The, the confidence comes before, it comes during the work ethic. It comes during the prep. That's where the confidence really comes from. Not from the results, but prior to. And you almost, when you have, when you have true, and I want, <laughs> I want to talk about the social media aspect as well. There is a difference between confidence and arrogance and insecurities, right? So when you have true confidence in your work ethic and what you're doing, you're secure with yourself and you don't feel the need to want to post everything on social media. You don't feel the need to want to post what you're working out on or what you're doing. Not to say that that's a bad thing if you do want to post it because you, you do what you want to do. But if you're truly secure, you don't feel the need to post it. If you want to, you can, but you don't feel the need to post it and share with everyone what you're doing because you don't care. You know that you're great. You know that you're working on something great and your work ethic is fine. That's where your confidence comes from. It comes from security within yourself, which stems from your work ethic. And so that people think that confidence has come from like, okay, I can post all this. I'm sharing all this. Most people, they're really secure with themselves. They don't care what people think and they don't care to show people what they're doing because they know what they're doing is good. And that's all that matters, what they think and what they feel. So that's true confidence. And, com and you almost need a delusion of grandeur to be successful because if you, if you don't feel confident in yourself and you're not going to bet on yourself 10 out of 10 in every situation, no one else is going to. So if you're going to, if you're going to bet on yourself, bet on yourself 10 out of 10 every fucking time. Sorry, excuse my language. Every time, every time I have confidence in myself. You have confidence in yourself because of your work ethic. So I'm going to bet on myself every time because delusion of grandeur can take you places that you never would have thought of. So you have to bet on yourself every single time and have confidence in yourself because of the work ethic you're putting in until you get to where you need to be to, to get to where you need to be. Because if you don't have confidence in yourself, which comes from your work ethic, so if you're not working hard, no one else is going to give you any credit. No one else is going to you know, believe in you. So believe in yourself. Fuck that. Sorry, excuse my language again, but fuck that. <laughs> believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. And forget, fuck what everyone else thinks. 
because you're going to do what you need to do to get to where you need to get to. So confidence comes from work ethic. You work hard, you're going to get more confident in it, and you're naturally going to grow. Hmm. So that is how I, that's my stance on confidence. I, I respect that. I got a lot of you. One of the things that I remember people used to, uh, like, I found out, and someone someone has asked me before, like, yo, like, like, uh, how can I get, you know, more confident? I'd be like, go to the gym. I literally say that. I'd be like, just go to the gym. Yeah. Like, why are I'm you like, asking me to fix your confidence? That's a, that's a, man. that's a you, not a you problem, but that's something that's within you. I can't fix that. Man, I, I told someone, I said, I've never seen people who are the most, com- the most confident people I've ever seen are the people who literally go to the gym and work on themselves. They are the most confident people I've ever seen. Exactly, Dre. And it's no mistake, people that are extremely successful have confidence. But the confidence, like we said, doesn't come from their success. It comes from their work ethic. Everyone that works hard has security within themselves and has confidence. I guarantee it. 99% of the people. I promise. It's funny. It's funny that you say that because remember... In the UK, there was a point in time where we, we literally, I was like, bro, like, I was like, yo, I'm just not confident in this shot right now. And me and you, we was like, yo, come on, let's go to work. We were in the gym. And this is on, guys, this is on our break. This is like our winter, winter break, winter, like, what's the name? Yeah, winter break. Yeah. Still have work to do. Still playing basketball games. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. And we literally were in the gym. We had, what, just what? 12 hours out of the day to just chill. Yeah. We're probably in the gym for we probably in the gym for a good five, five of those hours. And the other hours were just to spend to eat and do do work. But you're you're being you're being generous. I think it was a lot more than five hours. <laughs> Man, I was like, I'm like, yo, like I am the most com- first game, I am the most confident person on the court right now. I feel like I could be top. You had a triple double going back into that next game. I know it was one of one of, close to it. I was like, yo, this is crazy. I was like, yo, I feel yeah. great. Yeah. That's why. So when he says like, so when I tell people like uh people ask me, like, yo, I'm not confident in this, I'm like, dude, I'll say, all right. I'm like, okay, so like what what is it that you want to change? I'm like, go go to the gym, go work out. I say, hey man, I, I'm telling you, you when you look in that mirror and you just see yourself, you feel like, yo, I look, I look good. You are going to feel better. Self-esteem is everything, guys. Confidence is key. Even, even false confidence is, is, I think, is still like that, that push that you need. That delusion of grandeur. Yeah. It's that, that little push that you need of the, all right, I'm going to bet on myself. Like, let's see what happens. What, and, like, take it, let's think about it as, like, you, you trying to get at somebody. I literally think of it like this. I'd be like, I'm trying to get it. Wait, like, what does that mean? For those who don't know, can you? Okay, you trying to you trying to holler. Trying trying to get you a get you a, a little, little piece real real quick. Trying to court them. Trying to court yeah, them. Let me right? stop because I'm not like this, guys. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> but this is like that. Sometimes that little push of that little push of the worst thing they can say is no. Yeah. <laughs> so the, I'm being I'm being very very generous when I say this. The worst thing they can say is no. Like, all right, not not to uh, not to cut you off, but we say that the worst thing they can say is no until it's worst thing until they actually say no. <laughs> I'm like, so no, because we've seen and this is just us. We've seen the worst. There there are worse things they can say, but like at the end of the day, it, all it is is no. And yeah. then you're gonna go out about your business, and you're never gonna see that person again. Exactly. Exactly. And all you have was that one, what one interaction with that person. So that's why I say, like, confidence is key. Even the false confidence, you can have that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Be be confident. Like, like people on the court who I play against who are confident are so annoying to play against. Play against to play against because it's like, yo, why are they missed every shot? Why do they keep thinking? I'm about to make the next one. Exactly. Exactly. And you have to, like you said, Drake, like he's saying, that false confidence, that delusion of grandeur, you have to have that because that's going to take you places where you never thought you could go. Man, I'm telling where you, other people crazy. didn't think you could go. And, crazy. To, and, and we're using basketball references right now, but even to life, for specifically like to sports, because sports and life are synonymous. So you can apply this to life as well. Like 
I'd rather go two for 20 than one for 13. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because at least I know I kept shooting. I kept taking opportunities and I kept putting myself out, kept putting myself out there. Whether it's in basketball or in life, I'm gonna keep shooting. I'm going to keep shooting because I believe in myself. Like we said, bet on yourself 10 times out of 10, regardless of the situation. I'm telling you, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. People don't, and that's that's the thing I always say. Like when you bet on yourself, it it all I, I feel like it always works out in the end. Even if you don't get the 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 grand prize of what you wanted, you still gonna are gonna take a lesson from that and like, all right, I know what I need to work on for next time. Yeah. Or the yeah. Or the oh no, I'm sorry. Or the all right, like you got me this time. Like it, it just creates a, a self of like mm-hmm. like it creates the 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 thing of you versus yourself, I would think. Mm-hmm. Because that's your only competition, as you. But like you said, that's constant growth, and whatever happens, you know that's that's what the Most High needed for you to experience, regardless if it was good or bad. You needed to go through that to learn, and so like the Most High put you through that for a reason. So everything that happens in your life happens with purpose for a reason, and we might not feel it's for our benefit in that moment. But down the road, we'll reflect and say, I needed that experience to truly grow as an individual. Yeah. Uh, but Dre, a lot of wisdom. Thank you for bringing this insight to the show today. It's always needed. Yeah. Uh, we're going to sign off a little early today. But Dre, before we leave, you know the drill. Any news? Ooh. or First of all, do you have any news that you want to share with us? Anything that's... Uh- no nah, man, you know, um, still working, still, still grinding. That's all I can say. Um, thank God for every day that I get to wake up and breathe. Like I'm happy about that. Like I'm, I'm extremely happy about that. We didn't get to do our check-ins mentally, physically, Ooh, spiritually. I'm sorry, I forgot. Physically, about that emotionally, yet. how are you feeling? Uh, mentally, are we going to start? What are you about to say? I'm just, I'm having my hands up so we know. All right, what's wrong. all right, all right. So mentally. I am, I'm, I'm sharpening myself. I'm, I'm starting getting back into, I'm starting to go into stocks a little bit more. So I'm starting to look into that a lot more. So I'm mentally like sharpening my mind with mm-hmm. that. So um, physically, I'm strong. Like I said before, my, my goal is to get to that two mile marker that I can run, just run to run through it straight. So I'm, I'm training for it. And uh, was it mentally, physically, and emotionally, well, spiritually? Mm-hmm. You, uh, you did mentally and physically, so we need emotionally and emotionally. Emotion- emotionally, I have my. I've, I said it the other day, man. It was my mom's birthday, and it was the first time that I've been around her. In Happy 10 belated years. birthday! Shout out to her, for real. Shout Jeez. out to my dukes. Yeah, and that was it. And it made it emotionally. That was like not over. It was nearly overwhelming because it was the first time in ten years. So I was so happy about that. Yeah. Um. And like you know, the, there's so many good things that are happening around me, and I'm 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 happy about that. Like I'm I'm genuinely happy about that. And then um, spiritually, like I said, uh, I'm always battling. God is good for me every day, though, and I I love that. It, any all the trials and tribulations come my way. I don't say, I don't say this the why not why me anymore. I just say why not me. Mm-hmm. So. I'm always good, especially especially spiritually. I, I I'm always good in that aspect. Yeah. Nice. Well, what about so- you, man? How we feeling? Okay. Physically, I am in peak condition, ready to get this next season started for my okay. basketball career. Um, I am blessed, though. I'm grateful. Mentally, I am locked in on the task at hand and what I need to be working on as an individual. Emotionally, I am stable and content due to my support system and the people that are surrounding me. They are, I'm, I, I do want to say a good point. I'm, I'm very blessed. I do just want to give a shout out to my support system, the people that care about me, the people that I speak with every day you know, friends, family, you know, partners, whatever. I'm truly grateful because 
I'm not, I can't do what I do and I'm not the person I am if not for the people that are surrounding me. And I just want to say I'm grateful and blessed to have those, have these people in my life, especially my family and my friends and my support system. Like, I truly wouldn't be here for them for them. So emotionally unstable and content. There we go. We like to hear that. Yes. Uh, and spiritually, I'm good. I am blessed as well. I am constantly growing in my relationship with the most high. And you can, like Javon said this on our last show, you can always have a better relationship with the most high. And not as much focus on what we can do, but what we have done or how much we can improve. So I'm blessed to be where I'm at in my relationship with the most high, but I know I can do more. And I'm blessed for that opportunity to be able to increase my relationship and grow a stronger connection. So spiritually, I'm good. Well, we get here. I'm content. But um, yes, those are check-ins. Dre, any shout outs you want to give before we close out? Oh, oh man. Uh, big, big shout out to my brother, uh, Lord in the Stitch. I got to see him for the first time. It was like in like, I want to say maybe three or four, three years. Whew. Yeah, man. One of my brothers, man, is really my brother. Um, so check out his merch. It's like, he's a great, great designer. Check out his stuff. Um, you know, and then, you know, shout out, shout out to, shout out to the, you know, our supporters, shout out to the support systems that we have, and, you know, and I'm happy, I'm, I don't know, I'll, like, I, there's so many people I, I feel like I'm forgetting, but it's just like, ah, I, I'm at a blank, but, you know, shout out to everybody, man, I, I, I love everybody for supporting us, especially seeing, like, our journey. Absolutely, absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself, brother. Uh, shout out to the Nerdy in Many Ways YouTube channel. Shout out to the Everyday Therapy podcast. You can check them out on Spotify. Uh, shout out to the D'Anthony Evans YouTube channel, the Tatiana Jasmine YouTube channel, the KRSN1 radio show. Shout out to the Lost Generation show. Uh, shout out to Choir, Bo- Choir Boy Clothing Line. And like you said, Dre, just... You know, shout out to the support system, our fans, the people that support us and listen to us every single day. None of this is possible without you guys. And we're so grateful for you for that. Uh, Dre will be back next week, right? Another episode. Hey, next episode, guys. Oh, it's going to be a good one. I think you guys are going to like this next one. You know, Dre, you say that about every show. Because every, every show, it gets better and better because we're figuring ourselves out more and more. Constant growth, brother. Constant growth. Love it. But guys, yes, thank you for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Be sure to check us out on Patreon. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Guys, continue to stay safe, be vigilant, make smart decisions. And until next time, guys, peace.